halfway through. Hello, my pedagogical constructs. This is your artificial teacher, Automaton Sanborn Smith, and his sexual education erector said, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about making your own path. If hours of carving your way through the jungle have dulled your machete, you can sharpen it on better days for Gertie. Wait, what? Better Days for Gertie by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Gertie couldn't make heads or tails out of her new calendar. She only bought it because it seemed to have more holidays. When she got it home, she noted, to her chagrin, that today was bedwetting day. If I had realized that at the store, I could have picked up plastic sheets, she said to her cat, Mr. Dibbles. She looked to the next day with anticipation. At least she thought this calendar was separated into days, only to have her hopes dashed a second time. Now where the heck am I gonna get a submarine on such short notice? And it went on and on like that. An entire year of holidays she couldn't celebrate. Moonshaking Eve, No Saints Day, Festival of the Motion Sick Cow. What religion are these people? She cried in exasperation. I'll join! I swear I'll join! Gertie pounded the wall. She quickly flipped to the back to find out who the publisher was. Swanky Publications, she read. It was, she had to admit, quite a swanky calendar. Cala Dressstring, Indiana. Rummaging through an old shoebox in the closet, she retrieved her map. This was it. After 57 years of research, this map represented the sum total of all of the geographical knowledge that she had acquired. She smoothed that old paper, ragged on the side where she'd pulled it from her spiral-bound notebook. On it was a pencil drawing of Mother Earth, a good six inches across. It was a map worthy of any museum, she thought, especially since she'd had no formal cartographical training. No, the ends of her circle didn't quite meet, but she'd heard the Earth wasn't a perfect sphere anyway. And no, there wasn't any such thing as an eastern hemisphere in her worldview. Most of those people had left to move here anyway, hadn't they? So how good could it be? Her vision of the Americas resembled nothing so much as a squat witch doctor dancing on the tail of a very pregnant alligator. It seemed to have been shaded in with blue ink, but in fact it was filled with place names, not just cities and rivers, but addresses as well. Need to find 10802 East Nordrick Street in Wharton, Pennsylvania? It was there, with 10804 right there next to it. And so it went throughout the Americas. She'd begun writing small when she was four years old and wanted to leave swear messages to her stinky parents without getting in trouble. Decades of practice had amounted to this wonder of human achievement. Caledrestring was 120 miles downriver, two hours as the crow flies, but that didn't count the time it took to saddle up the crow, somehow make it fly at 60 miles an hour, or even find a crow big enough for Gertie to ride. Add all that stuff in and you could be looking at 17, 18 years. No ma'am, she'd ride the river, just as her great-grandfather had ridden the rails as a hobo, or as her great-great-grandfather had ridden the archery equipment as a boho. Gertie drank down the gallon and a half of milk she kept in the fridge, tucked an empty jug under each arm, ran outside, and jumped into the river. Moments later, she found herself wishing she had changed out of her heavy combat boots, but what are you going to do? She was crampy and gassy for much of the trip due to all that milk. The journey took a couple of days more than she'd expected. What with the attack on the beaver dam, and then the later attack on the human dam, but the movie was good. Gertie let herself wash up somewhere on the bank in Caledrestring and immediately burned her jugs, having crawled directly into a Boy Scout troop's campfire. The boys were quite helpful in patting the fire out. Now jugless, Gertie felt there was no turning back. Swanky publications! She screamed. Swanky publications! The boys and their scoutmaster stared at her, dumbfounded. She shoved through the group and ran off, screaming into the night. Her strategy was to keep screaming the name of the place until it answered her. Eluding the men from the mental institution, she screamed her way through town. 
Dredda, came a man in the street's equally crazed voice. Dredda, over here. I'm Swanky Publications. My name is Gertie, she said. I make my own reality, Dredda. My name is Swanky. My friends call me Mr. Publications. Come into my shop, I beg of you. Gertie wet herself once more with wonder at the man's strange shop. She saw the submarine parked in the back, and there on the wall she saw that he had made his own map, which looked even less like Earth than hers did. His was full of places she'd never heard of but desperately wanted to visit. There was Jose City and Maxiapolis Maxisoda and the exotic sounding Island of Feet. I can smell your wetness, Greta. I can smell it all over my floor. All my life I've been waiting for a kindred spirit. He reached to a nearby shelf and pulled down two glasses of champagne. He did his best to blow the layer of dust off the surface of the warm flat liquid before handing her a glass. She drank it greedily. Join with me and we will rewrite the universe. You had me at universe, she said. Then it is time, he said. He handed her one of the two ropes hanging from the open skylight. He took the other for himself. Pull hard, my soulmate, for we have a moon that needs shaking. If this story shook your moon, you can twerk it and other mighty bottoms at the website of the Pale Moonlight, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Ramble indecisively in the comments for this post or toast email me and we'll get even warmer and cuddlier in our extra long underwear at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or write flaky cereal posts at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. After all the coffee and bran muffins are polished off, the SF and SF Signal stands for Sorry Fellas, which is what the out-of-order sign on SFSignal.com's men's room door says. Noon comes around and I don't give a damn about the latest mind I just want to meld with a working toilet for 23 minutes. Don't give me that. Do you want a fast co-worker or an empty co-worker? Shit, there's only two squares left on the roll. Tweet with icy heat that all your creamiest menthols rub themselves all over me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. My skin's on fire, but my muscles have never felt so good. I wish to Christ I could think of a non-cliched joke involving Ben Gay. Maybe I should have rubbed some of that stuff on my head. Let me tell you how it's gonna go. You're gonna hit the get the mango button on the homepage. You're gonna slip me four bucks. I'm gonna slip you your two mangoes put a little something in your pocket don't turn around i'm just a respected neighborhood tarantula salesman who's trying to get by and sometimes i accidentally drop a couple of mangoes on the way home from the fruit stand anybody asks you you don't know nothing you got it this podcast squats painfully due to a crusty chapped crotch that arises from too much washing and not enough drying but people don't care if you're clean because it still looks like the nastiest rash they've ever seen outside of health class slides and worse yet the blood and pus seem to spell out the words creative commons Attribution non commercial share like 4.0 international license. Until Willie Nelson sings You Were Always on My Face, this will sound quite similar to a certain Matthew Sanborn Smith reminding you that house guests, like fish, flop around a lot when you catch them. Good night. <laughs>